So four years of a headache, and then I go to a chiropractor, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is blah, 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 adjusted me, and I was like, wow, I feel great. And then I came back in like a week or something, adjusted me again, no headache. Oh, son of a gun. <laughs> Welcome to Harmonized Health. Escape the medical matrix. Here, you'll gain a new perspective on medicine by showcasing alternative health in all its forms while digging into some medical science and philosophy. You'll gain knowledge about how to care for yourself and your family by building a solid foundation of health that includes movement, sunlight, breathing, diet, sleep, joy, connection, and purpose. All right, welcome to the first episode of Harmonized Health. I am your host, Dr. Damon Mikesell, a.k.a. Doc D., and with me is my co-host, Dr. Daniel Nikens. Hey, hey, how you doing today? Welcome, welcome, everyone. And uh, we're super excited to get this started. And so, yeah, Dan, what's what's going on? Really, I've just been trying to make some time in my mornings, make some time, wake up, get a good Devo going, spend time with my family, be able to, to spend time. I have a, a little daughter, Naomi. You know Naomi. Yeah, of course. Uh, she's a little over one year old now, and so she's just a little ball of chaos, <laughs> but... You see her head kind of bobbing around the, the bed because she's short. So she comes, you know, slapping her feet on the floor. She comes running and you see her head bobbing. And she never says good morning to me. She says good morning to Bailey, our dog. <laughs> of course. Every morning. So she comes in everywhere, Bailey. And so um, it's nice, nice little chaotic, you know, organized chaos in the morning. And so I try to just wake up, have my coffee, a little breakfast with the family, um, hang out, just be able to have a little bit of, you know, one-on-one -on -one time. Uh, before you go off to work, yeah. right? So that's kind of been my focus. With how crazy the year is, just been trying to be more intentional with the with the free time that I do have. Be able to yeah, spend time with the kid, make sure the dog still goes outside and runs around mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, you know, same thing in the evening. So so yeah, I've been I've been busy. Yeah. Been busy, just constantly doing little things. There's no real. Um, you know, like free, free time to just waste, really. Yeah. Any Anytime you got a second, there's some form to fill out, some phone call to make, something like that. So um, it is trying to be intentional with setting aside, you know, family time and, and some personal time and stuff to get stuff done. So All right, well, we'll get into our backstories. And so I'll go first. And for me, you know, the main thing why I wanted to become a functional medicine practitioner and which I'll get into here shortly and explain that for anybody that doesn't know. Um, for me, you know, I, I spent most of my childhood kind of in a state of sickness or illness. And, you know, it kind of went from doctor to doctor, specialist to specialist, bouncing around trying to find answers. And, you know, it just never really figured any of it out. The only time that I finally felt kind of normal was when I finally went into the army and I got out of that environment and yeah it was uh it was it was tough for me to you know kind of go into that new environment but it also just like opened up this new way of living too and and it took me even after the army I was still kind of you know I had a lot of brain fog, a lot of memory issues. Um, I didn't remember like most of my life for a mm. long time, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, now I have like memories coming back uh, like each year, and it's kind of interesting. Like the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> What's going Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did they do to me? They put stuff in me. Um, but yeah, so and then finally for me, you know, it was uh, it was the ketogenic diet, 
Um, it was, you know, Wim Hof doing the cold exposure, the breath work, and then getting into meditation that really transformed my life and started like really opening up. Like I can feel good almost every day, Yeah, you know? And so those were kind of my intros into, into the wellness sphere. Um, and I've learned a lot over time, you know, even with the ketogenic diet, you know, didn't really do it all that well. I've but done that. <laughs> I know. It gave me some problems. Exactly. You know about that. <laughs> I, know. That's I, went to I did it right. I just didn't do it like yeah. proper. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can mess with the microbiome. So. It did. Um, but yeah, so then, but a big thing, what I wanted to really touch on for my backstory was, uh, was one event, one mission we did in Iraq that really like kind of exemplifies why I wanted to become somebody that, that helps others and, and cares for others. Mm-hmm. And so it was a simple mission. It was a night mission. We were going out and just setting up a, an LZ, a landing zone for some Chinooks to come in and, and drop off supplies, right. To this little village, small village. And, um, and like to my westernized, you know, mind, like these people had nothing. Yeah. So it made sense. Like, Oh, we're going to, deliver supplies you know make these you know um introductions get get people on our side kind of thing um but we get there you know we're with uh an sf team and they're trying to build relationships there too and so they they invite us in for dinner right like it's late but they invite us in and uh, we sit down you know they give us chai the sweet sweet tea kind of that they make over there it's like half sugar um but yeah and so they give us these little shots of chai and then we you know they serve us like all this food you know like this unleavened bread and um i want to say we even had like some like goat or sheep or something i don't remember Mm but um but like to me like it was like these people i know probably don't even want us there you know And, and it's probably part of their culture that you know, we offer what we have to these people. Yeah. But there was something genuine about it too. And like, it just stuck in my mind. It wasn't at the time I was a 23 year old. I didn't really think much of it at (laughs) at that time. But looking back, I'm like, wow, like, you know, these people, the amount of like care for others that they don't really know, different cultures, and they're still willing to do this when, when in my mind, they have nothing. You know, right, like, right. Yeah. They're like just, you know, probably three buildings on this little village. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like this is like humanity, you know, and all this compassion and stuff. And I was just like, that really like looking back was like a really pivotal moment, I think, for me. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what wanted, like, kind of really guided me along with other things as we'll probably get into in other yeah, episodes. Course. But that was a big one that really got me into you know yeah wanting to help others try to transform their lives feel better have just that joy permeate you yeah know? Um, yeah waking up every morning like oh okay okay it might not be <laughs> the greatest day but you know I'm, I'm glad to be alive that kind of thing so yeah what's uh what's what got you into all this yeah um well firstly i mean i i just want to hit like that's that's an incredible experience i I think that's something that we're missing in America is just the joy and simplicity in life, um, being hospitable to your community, um, caring for others, giving generously, doesn't matter the circumstances. We live such a fast-paced life, and it leads to our stress and, 
and it, and it just it affects our health. Um, you you definitely with the functional medicine, you're you know a lot more internal and brain fog brain fog excuse me and clarity and and all these things and and you know me I mean I've always been the like musculoskeletal mm-hmm. but it it affects both unfortunately um, but we are we we can be spoiled and and it takes an event like that sometimes to recognize kind of what's important in life um, so that's beautiful mm-hmm. that's really cool that's really cool and that's kind of a, a big part of why I got into chiropractic as well. Um, my story is a lot more musculoskeletal. It is more my body and injuries and, and helping others. Um, but the community has always been a huge, huge part of my, my life. I was born and raised in St. Pete, Florida. I live in St. Pete, Florida now. Um, I spent 10 years in North Carolina, a year in Chicago, a year out in, in Charlotte, which is in North Carolina, but 10 years are mainly in like Raleigh. Um, but I've just always wanted to be a big part of my community. I've always, that's been important to me. I'm more here to help my community than I am for anything else. That's been my passion. And I think that came from the, the small town, um, ideology. Cause I mainly grew up in a town called Fuqua Verena. And I always say it like that cause nobody's heard of a Fuqua no. Verena. <laughs> There's no way, you know, that that's a small town <laughs> and it was, it's kind of booming now, but. I digress. <laughs> but anyways, um, when I was growing up, I was, um, I'm the youngest in my family, right? And I think there's always a little bit kind of proving yourself when you're the youngest because you just get, you know, I had two older brothers and older sister and you get, you just get beat up and picked on, you know, kind of nothing crazy. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're a good, you know, loving family and everything, but you're still the youngest. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're still the youngest. <laughs> um, and so into high school, I go into high school, um, I played three sports. So football was the main thing. I loved track. I loved track like no other. I could run forever and have a blast. Um, Still, I enjoy running, which is weird to say to some people. Uh, And I wrestled. Uh, Wrestling was the most difficult thing I ever did in my life. Uh, But nonetheless, I did three sports. I was in a lot of clubs, yada, yada. Well, I ended up just plagued with injuries. And I was a a good athlete. Mm -hmm. I was a good athlete. Um, I, yeah, I played football like through even before middle school, in middle school and in high school. I ran track middle school, high school. I wrestled in high school, um, but plagued with injuries. And one of the big things for me was head injuries. I had a lot of head injuries because you're playing football with them old school bubble helmets. (laughs) (laughs) It's like wrapping your head in bubble wrap, bubble wrap, and then going smacking it into like concrete. Like it just, it wasn't enough. So I used to black out like every time I hit somebody. And now you learn about like second impact syndrome. And I'm like, how am I even alive? <laughs> how am I even still here? How because I would, yeah, right. <laughs> I would literally like hit someone and my arms, like I would black out. My arms would like drop for a second. Like you just kind of lose it. And then you would come back and like make a tackle kind of thing. And it was bad. I remember being in the backfield because I played safety and uh, like not even looking at the line of scrimmage, not even looking at the play. And one of our defensive linemen Tyler Hinton, shout out to him if he's if he's listening. <laughs> um, but he would, uh, I remember he would look back and he'd be like, yo, Nikens, are you good? And I'd be like, like shaking my head. I'd like look, I'm like, oh, snap. And then I'd look like at the line of scrimmage. Like, yeah, man, I'm good. Like I was out of it. Like definitely concussed, definitely playing concussed, like blacking out a lot. And that leaves, I mean, <laughs> you can imagine, leaves a very long lasting impact, not just with brain fog, clarity and stuff like that, because I didn't know what that was. 
I just thought I was a dumb high schooler. But headaches, neck pain, I had a headache for probably four years straight. And so with that, I mean, you start to get a little worried. You're getting like numbness in the neck, like just like constant like buzzing almost on the top of my head. And you go see doctors and you get MRIs and you do all these things and nothing. And you're like, well, son of a gun, I guess I'm just going to have a headache for the (laughs) literal rest of my life. I'm talking constant. It wasn't just like it would get irritated or lights bothered me. Like I constantly had a headache. It's maddening. Yeah. It's maddening. Um, And then same thing, hamstrings. I pulled my, you know that too. I pulled my hamstring like 50 times, like a ridiculous amount of times. I missed out on medals. I missed out on tournaments and stuff with track. Um, To this day, we have this running joke in my family, essentially, like my brother still makes fun of me, um, that like I just was not fast. When in reality, I was was pretty quick. But yeah, I never got to go to these tournaments. I, I missed out. Um, you never get to like prove yourself. I didn't go on and play football. I didn't really want to because uh, I started to lose interest in it. When you're when you constantly deal with these injuries, it's hard to keep your passion for something. And so I got to see how that affected me greatly. Um, but I also got to see how there was no help for me. There was nowhere I could go to get any kind of aid, any kind of education, nothing to really help me. Um, and so when I left high school into college, I wanted to do dentistry. Uh, but that didn't, I just lost my passion for it one day. I wanted to help people. I wanted to help my community. I wanted to help people that were my age or, you know, middle school, high school, early college that were similar to me mm-hmm. and that didn't have help and didn't know where to go. And I wanted to be able to be that person. So I ended up going actually to physical therapy. I wanted to be a physical therapist. And I saw there's like 3,000 other people that wanted to do <laughs> that too. And I was like, well, you know what? Like, let me specialize a little bit more. I'll go get my doctorate. So I went and got a doctorate in chiropractic. Um, I didn't even know there was a doctorate of physical therapy. I know it's newer, but I'm pretty sure it was still around at that time. I didn't know, though. Um, but I love chiropractic. No regrets. Um, I enjoy it. And now that's that's kind of my goal. From there, my story has only evolved. I mean, I've been in a couple car accidents. I was in a motorcycle accident in the program, which you remember that, too. Um and it just keeps growing. You, you're able to empathize with your community more and more. Um, <laughs> the more problems you have, it's not fun, uh, but you get to empathize with people. And when they come in the doors hurt and broken and stressed and have all this stuff going on in life, you're able to be like, hey, I'm not where you are right now. Maybe I haven't been through this, but I know how it feels. And I'm here to genuinely help you. We're going to figure this out. And that's not something I had. And that's something I want to be able to add into this world where everything's fast paced, quick. Like, you know, you don't have an idea. Like you were saying, like you're just going there to do your work when you were in Iraq, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you get this this small group of people that just like, boom, like take you back. And you're like, whoa, like there's more to this. It's not just yeah. the fast paced lifestyle. There's more to it. There is community. There's people out there that, care about you and and you know they don't even know you and that's what i want to be i want to help somebody that they're like this guy doesn't even know me but he's taking the time to help me and and that's my goal so that's my my spiel maybe that's a little longer than no uh, that's yeah (laughs) because like the community thing is a big thing for me too so and that's absolutely that's where we do see a lot of eye to eye absolutely and yeah with with you and you know doing a lot of the work that you do for the community is incredible too um i did have a question though on sure which we'll probably have to do a whole podcast on this but did you do anything specific for the concussions at any point 
So the concussions, concussions were new. Concussions were, I mean, not new, but the way that they were handled was absolutely new. Um, there was no, and this wasn't even really that long ago. Maybe I'm just, <laughs> maybe I'm just in denial, but it really wasn't that long ago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't have like a standard test when I started high school. So it wasn't until maybe like my junior year of high school where we went and took that concussion test. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the team went, they took the test and you get your baseline. And then if you have a concussion, you address it. You have the time period, you sit out, blah, 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 you retake the test. I started to see that in action more when I was like a senior with like the freshmen coming in. If they got a concussion, they would sit out a couple weeks um, at least, right? At least they would sit out. Uh, And then they would retake these tests. And if, you know, they passed, at least they were enacting something. When I was having my concussions, you just like, "Eh, well, he's not unconscious, right? So if he's not unconscious, let him keep playing. Mm -hmm. Um, and they would, if, if you were the kid that would complain about it, they would sit you out. They didn't send you. I mean, you go to a doctor and they would follow you. Like, okay, yeah, look at that. Like your eyes are still connected. Um, you can still talk. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Give it a couple of weeks and you'll go back. Inside of your face is not. Right. Yeah. Inside of your face isn't drooping. Um, there was no rehab. There was no concussion rehab, especially not in Fuquay Arena, right? I mean, come on. Um, there, there wasn't that that aspect to it. So now to see how that's evolved, to see how we take our brain seriously, because yeah. you, if you can't see it, you don't, you know, you don't deal with it. Mm-hmm. But to see how there's rehab and protocols and and things that you work on um, to to go through is fantastic. On my side. Uh, where we see like auto injury or something, now they're sending people for these like brain function scans mm-hmm. to see how that's going and how their these concussions are impacting um, and to get that proper care done as well. So I didn't have anything done. I lived with the headaches that were, you know, the physical symptom mm-hmm. um, that I could feel. I lived with that for years. And then I went and saw a chiropractor. So four years of a headache, and then I go to a chiropractor, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is blah, 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 adjusted me, and I was like, wow, I feel great. And then I came back in like a week or something, adjusted me again, no headache. Oh, son of a gun. <laughs> I haven't been dealing with this for four years. And then, you know, Why two, right? And then like two more visits of adjustments, I don't have headaches. He told me, and I tell my patients now, he's like, yeah, headaches are wrong. You shouldn't have headaches. You should have maybe a headache on a bad day like once a year. And that doesn't mean it's supposed to be there. You shouldn't have headaches. And I was like, well, I've been seeing doctors for four years and I have headaches. So yeah, they're normal to me. And uh, so yeah, a couple adjustments, headaches are gone. And it's almost like one of those things that are angering. Like you're like, you gotta be kidding me. Four years and you fix this in less than a month for uh, 200 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. I give that to you a million times. (laughs) I've been debilitated, you know? Um, so no, there was no rehab. There was really no protocol. I mean, yeah, if I would have complained about it, they would have sat me out, but what high schooler is going to do that? I mean, come on, (laughs) none of them, none of them, even today, still they don't. So, uh, it's nice to see that they're enacting these protocols and it's nice to have somebody in their lives that will reinforce them that like, Hey, look, like you're more important than this four week span. Like, you have to take care of yourself now. And that still bleeds into care with anything. Mm-hmm. I have patients all the time that you have to, I don't want to say convince, but you just have to get them on the page. Like, look, you're more important. You have to take care of yourself. Maybe you can push through it now, but in 10 years when you never took care of it, you're going to be 
debilitated. Like you're not going to be able, like maybe you'll still be working, but you're going to be miserable. I'm never one for like fear. Like I'm not going to try and scare you into getting care right now, but like you have to take care of yourself. I just want to encourage you. Like you have to take Mm. care of yourself you have to set that time aside. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of back to your point with the headache too, is, is that's a, that's a sign. You know, something's off. Like the yeah. body's going to try to send signals. It's like we are so unaware of ourselves too now. Mm-hmm. And and then and then you go to these doctors or practitioners and, you know, they're only seeing it from one angle, you know, where you got to kind of pan out too. Yeah. You have to be like, okay, like what else is going on? You know, obviously the, the head trauma and things with you – but somebody that's coming in with like migraines, you know, and they've dealt with it all their lives. Like, why is this person dealing with this so much? And it's just debilitating. You know, there's something going on at the cellular level that is now manifesting itself in this excruciating, throbbing pain. So, you know, we just have to, you know, luckily, you know, the chiropractic kind of took care of it for you. Um, without any other measures, um, right. sometimes that doesn't happen for people. But um, you know, it's always kind of a component of it. And migraines, we're going to touch on a lot deeper yeah. here um, <laughs> in a future episode. Definitely but, worth it. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the big thing that you know, doing the podcast for myself, and I'm sure it is for you too, is is the educational portion right. here, because um, it's so hard when you're seeing people one on one, even for you know, even if you're seeing them for 40 minutes, it's hard to get that (laughs) educational component in, you know, when you have all these other moving parts in the, in the visit. And, and then you'll also be like saying things over and over again. Yes. You know, and I lose track of what you say. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you know, I told this person the same thing yesterday. And so with the podcast, I think it's going to be great to be able to, you know, even just have people Hey, like, go listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, listen to this ep- episode and, you know, get a little bit more information so that you can understand why we're doing this modality or this treatment. And, and then they can also start to become their own doctors is the right. thing too. That's what's you most know? important. Being able yeah. to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get that independence. Like yeah. It's, it's huge, which we don't <laughs> see a lot of these days. No, so that's no. Right. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of information yeah. out there. And so how do you take care of yourself? <laughs> It's right? hard. It, it's almost like it's an information overload. Yes, exactly. I, I would tell my parents that because you get kind of the the older generation that's like, well, what are you what are you complaining about? Like, you have Google. We had an encyclopedia, you know. If we didn't know how to spell the word, we couldn't even find it. Big old thing. You know, yeah. And, and that's if you could afford to buy encyclopedias, you know. Like, they didn't have that information. And, and yeah, we are very, you know, blessed. We're very spoiled with that information. But there's so much. You Google headaches, it's 40,000 pages of just garbage before you find something, you know, worth it. And it's it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's very, very difficult. And that's just for your health, let alone anything else in life. Jobs, taxes, you know, mortgage, all this information that's out there. You try and figure something out, you're just you're just chucked into a a swamp of information <laughs> that you're drowning in and it's it's a lot That's so a good way to put it <laughs> yeah so it is our role to try and educate our patients and and i agree with you wholeheartedly that's why i want to be here as well i tell my patients all the time i could give them a powerpoint presentation I'm like i could i could bust out a whole powerpoint right now and try and you know inform you on what's going on but 
we have to take it little by little. And so I did. I wanted to start, you know, podcasts. I wanted to start YouTube videos. I wanted to start little shorts and reels and stuff like that for people to be able to just have information that's simplified, laid out before them. They can understand it. It's tailored to them. They can find it again if they want, because that's another hard thing. How much information you can't find it again. You don't remember where you heard something or read something. And if you bookmark, you know, pages on the internet, you're going to 7 million. You're still not going to be able to find them. (laughs) So I just want it to be accessible. And I do find I can repeat the same thing to a patient and they, I'm like, did I tell you this story? And I'll know I didn't. They're like, no. I'm like, okay. And I'll tell them again. I'm like, so nothing, huh? And they're like, no, no, that's great. I'm like, I just told you like three days ago, man. I know I told you. Um, So it is funny, but same thing. I mean, you just, you want it to be accessible for them. Um, somewhere where they can help themselves. And I like how you said they have to be able um, to kind of recognize like their own, they have to be in tune with their bodies, something something along yeah, the lines of aware. what you said, yeah. aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's what I always tell them. Like, you know, you got this week between visits, like be aware of where you are, what you do, what you eat, what movements, you know, um, when pain starts to crawl back, what you know, maybe how long you felt great. Like, just be aware of who you are and where you are and what you're doing and how you're responding to these things. And it becomes so much easier to be involved in your health instead of placing your health in someone else's hands, which <laughs> I'm not a big fan of giving someone else responsibility for me. Mm-hmm. I drive everywhere I go. I am always like the DD kind of thing. Like I don't drink because I don't, I don't want to place myself in someone else's hands. And so I say that with everything. Like driving is always a big one. If I want to leave, I'm going home. All right. I'm not waiting for somebody else to take me home. And it's the same thing with my health. I want to be in control of my health. I want to know what's going on. I want to be able to have an impact on what I'm doing. I don't want to be solely reliant on a healthcare practitioner. And I encourage my patients to be the same way. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, kind of to your point, too, is like hopefully we can sift through some of that information yes. and, and pull out some of the nonsense um, and really highlight what people can can take and and incorporate into their lives mm-hmm. um so that's kind of one of the big goals and and yeah just trying to get that information out in a digestible way i think too mm-hmm. is is because it you know i like i like the science of stuff i like the mechanisms of action and and going deep into what's happening on the cellular level <laughs> yeah, you do. And, <laughs> but at the same time it's like you always have to even though we reduce things down, you always got to come back and and make sure you don't miss the forest for the trees kind of concept. And, right. you know, and that's where I like to bring in more of those ancestral ways and um, and also, you know, kind of marrying that with the science and then incorporating the art of it all, too. Mm-hmm. And having that, you know, because, I mean there was some great people that came way before us, you know, everybody talks about Hippocrates and, you know, but there was some great innovators, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Samuel Hahnemann on the homeopathy side of things, you know, Sebastian Nape doing the cold exposure before it was a thing, you know, (laughs) 300, 400 years ago. And, you know, so we're kind of building off of their expertise and they didn't really have the randomized controlled trials, you know? And so, those are great, but we have to understand, you know, where we came from 
and start to incorporate our modern technologies with that and kind of build, you know, this new way of treating our bodies and wellness and, and medicine and all those kind of things. So, yeah, that's a, cause I see a lot of like what's called mismatch, mismatch diseases, mm-hmm. you know, which on your end of things is the big one is the upper cross syndrome. Yeah. You know, people sit in all day long, you know, in front of screens, <laughs> the body's going to revert to that position mm-hmm. if you keep telling it to, you know, on my side of things, more of the autoimmunity where now we're so clean, you know, our hygiene's so good mm-hmm. that, you know, we may have lost some microbes, maybe even parasites that our body, our immune system's used to. Yeah used to fighting and now that we have this you know intense hygiene we the pendulum is swung way too far now the the body is somewhat attacking itself that's just a theory the hygiene (laughs) hypothesis there are other theories but you know it does make sense you know we also see it with temperature you know we live in air conditioners you know we have air conditioners nowadays and, and heaters when it gets too cold and we're always kind of in that 70 to 72 degrees where, you know, where we evolved was with the elements, <laughs> um, temperature changes and stuff. And that's where the cold exposure, the sauna, all that kind of awesome hormetic stress that you see a lot of people utilizing these days. Um, it's incredible. But, yeah, I think these uh, mismatched diseases with our modern society is a big thing yeah. that, you know, we're going to address. And, and then, yeah, just, uh, you know, I see a lot of people also just kind of living to work instead of working to live you know um you know i'm not a very money driven person you know but you have to find that balance you (laughs) You gotta capitalistic you gotta pay the bills (laughs) but you still gotta live your life yeah yeah Yeah, finding that balance and and balance is a big thing that i try to you know kind of get across to people i don't expect anybody to focus 100 percent of their time on their wellness you know i get it you got all these other things (laughs) to do and and you shouldn't you know because it becomes a little neurotic um there are some people that get a little too into it and very specific you know can't get off of the paleo diet any which way you know um no no bread no gluten kind of thing and it's like maybe every once in a while it's good for the body to have those yeah. kind of things if you understand how to process the the grains um, <laughs> in the correct way and yeah. things like that but um but yeah anyway anything else you want to add before we <laughs> well no i mean I, those are yeah very interesting topics um there's always little things that you can add in but it, it is interesting i don't you know you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings <laughs> but you can get so caught up in your health that you almost end up creating like your own disorder and it's not a it's not a bad disorder by any means Mm -hmm. like a disease that we would think but you take yourself out of your own life yeah (laughs) you take yourself out of your own life with all these things you get so overwhelmed and so focused on it that it it becomes your life and you don't even get to live it Mm -hmm. kind of thing and and that's yeah you know neither here nor there but it's like you said, balance. Mm-hmm. I, I have, you know, patients, I work with a lot of chronic pain also. Um, before I opened my doors with motion chiropractic, I definitely worked with a lot more chronic pain uh, proportionately, I mm-hmm. would say. And so you have these 
grown men, like construction worker, just rigid people. And, and I see them very frequently because they have a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. They're stiff. They're, you know, their joints hurt. Their back hurts. They're working all day. And I try to give them stretches. So I'll tell them, you know, you need to go home. You need to, you know, stretch the low back. You, know, you need to stretch the hamstrings. Those are usually kind of the two main things. Um, maybe, you know, it's neck, whatever. doesn't matter. But I give them these stretches and I say, I explain to them, you know, it takes about a minute a day of stretching to lengthen a tissue. You can stretch for 10, 15 seconds and get some relaxation. But for it to last, for it to lengthen, we want to get a minute of a stretch, okay? And so I try to encourage them, you know, bear with me. <laughs> Bear with me here. I'm going to have you stretch your hamstrings every day, okay? I have no intentions of putting you in the circus. <laughs> I'm not going to, you're not going to be an acrobat. I'm not going to have you swinging on rings. You're not going to be a contortionist. But you have to commit some time to this now to lengthen this tissue to help you in the long run. But it's so funny because you give a grown construction worker, burly man, comes in still dirty, sweaty from the day, which is fine, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, used to, I used to go to my chiropractor covered in sawdust from yeah. work. You're exchanging um, microbes. It's good. <laughs> yeah, right? We're, we're building the immune system <laughs> for the other patients. No, we sanitize everything. Um, but yeah, you know, they come in and they're, they're tired. They're sore. They want to go home. They want to... I joke with them and I probably shouldn't, but I say, you know, you want to get home and your goal is to get in your underwear in like 15 seconds, right? You want to get home and you want to be out of the boots, the jeans, all that. Like you want to be home and you want to relax. But before you do that, get this minute of stretching in. Just you're still in work mode, stretch out these muscles and feel how it has an impact on your life for the now. It's not forever. I'm not putting you in the circus. I'm not crazy. I'm not out of my mind. I'm not, I don't have these insane expectations for you. Just do it for the now. But there's that balance aspect, right? Like if you can fight through it now and you can do it now, things will become habits and you'll grow and you'll see how it has an effect on you and you'll want to pursue it more um, in a different way, right? But I'm not forcing this stuff on you completely out of touch and like, oh, well, I do my stretches, so you <laughs> should too. Um, but I think that's where it's important. That's where it's beneficial to us. Because uh, if you don't know Dr. D, I mean, this guy, he'll ask you, you know, how you were born, how you were fed, were you bottle fed, breastfed? Like he starts like <laughs> before you're before even born one. with your health. Uh, and then he has to be able to take that and give it to you in a way that you can explain. Um, but it's just so important to, to have all this information, be able to feed it to you in a way that you can understand, you know, explain it to you in a way that you can understand. Um, but then still be able to be, uh, you know, one-on-one and still be able to be a practitioner that shows that they care about you and they have your interest at heart and your health at heart, because that's where you feel like you're working hand in hand with someone and not just showing up and having someone do something to you or for you which is what a lot of healthcare is coming down to. Yes. Yeah. That's well said, actually. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I think this is a good portion where we'll yeah. just uh, I'll get into kind of functional medicine, kind of explain, kind of build off of what you just yeah. mentioned, and then, you know, we'll kind of go into a little bit more if you want to, you know, go into whatever diversified technique or whatever is yeah, kind of your – chat about yeah, however yeah. much and yeah. if it's too long it can go into our <laughs> we'll second one that's yeah. fine yeah, we'll cut it up. yeah that's fine but uh, no it's good information yeah. yeah go for it yeah so for anyone that's not familiar with functional medicine at this stage it has become a lot more popular but um the main thing that we're trying to do is get to the root cause of whatever 
you're coming in for, whatever your complaint is or your concern. And, you know, we have different ways of doing that. We do typically use quite a bit of lab testing, but other times it may not be needed, especially if it's not going to change the treatment. But we're, yeah, we're always trying to figure out what is really driving this. And, you know, there are only really a few things that that really comes down to. Um, There's some kind of stress or toxic overload. Um, You know, the pathways for detoxification are not working properly. And, and, you know, those mismatched diseases kind of thing, it's just there's these underlying stressors that we have to figure out. Is it, is it a microbe? Is it, you know, a toxin or a heavy metal or something along those lines? Um, is it just poor, you know, emotional processing things that happens quite often mm-hmm. too? Um, it could be physical trauma, just like you went through. You know, when you have those concussions with the gut-brain access, you know, now the microbiome of the gut is going to be distorted too. Yeah. And so that's a big component of when you're addressing the concussion, you have to look at the gut and start to get that healed up too. And that'll kind of feed back up to the brain. And so, yeah, so that's where a lot of our kind of treatments start to merge together, you know, as we're getting that chiropractic side of things or acupuncture or whatever it is, you know, we, we work on those internal kind of distortions and start to, you know, revitalize and bring that vitality back to the body. And yeah, so that's kind of the big focus for the functional medicine side. Um, I do kind of think, you know, I branch a little bit away from your traditional functional medicine, which might be an oxymoron. (laughs) (laughs) Conventional functional. Um, But yeah, so, you know, I just try to, I try to take from, you know, a lot of different areas and, you know, kind of dabble in different areas so that I can bring you know, a a wide range of things to my patients too. Um, You know, whether it is like a facial diagnosis or something to help clarify on the diagnostic side, you know, what I might be seeing on the Mm -hmm. labs or, you know, I just got a bunch of um, symptoms that I'm kind of running off of and, oh, well, it kind of matches up with the traditional Chinese medicine way of looking at it. and, And yeah, trying to merge a lot of that so that, you know, I can bring some healing as quickly as possible because a lot of times this does take some time. Yeah. And people don't like it. Like you said, (laughs) you know, time is not of the essence for this. Um, And so, yeah, so we were trying to trying to make as quickly as possible some kind of change that, you know, because people will fall out, you know, they're not going to keep doing it if they're not seeing anything, you know, at least within a few months. So um, you do have to kind of keep the long-term goal but you have to find a way of, of getting them feeling a little bit better. And that's, that's where we're, we're trying to bring the, the sauna and the red light therapy and some of these things that, you know, really can kind of move that needle quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas maybe a supplement might not, might not do it for you. Yeah. Um, chiropractic, you know, kind of, kind of, you see typically on when I, when I see it, um, kind of both ends where like for you, you know, after a couple adjustments, you were pretty good. You hope, right? You hope, you hope yeah. they're feeling better. Yeah. yeah. And then some people, it takes a lot longer. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you might have to see them a couple of times a week for a few months. And now all of a sudden, now they're starting to feel 
yeah. feel that actual recovery coming. So yeah, it's tough. But <laughs> yeah, my feelings sometimes <laughs> too. Like, like, look, I know you're hurting, but man, I'm I'm hurting now too. Like, I want you to be feeling better by now, right. but it takes some time, you know. Uh, and then yeah, eventually, you know, something will click. Something something happens, and and they'll come in the next. Oh, look at this, I can move. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> like it's not even not even for me. It's not you know like I'm not whatever embarrassed or hurt or whatever i just i, I feel bad like, i want you to feel better mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in there sweating and <laughs> you know I'm, I'm working doing everything i can to help them out and you want to see those you know those improvements those those uh measures improve um but especially with functional medicine yeah it can, it can be tough you got to get them on board you got to get them on board and i i don't know man i don't know if anyone has ever called you up from me but I send just about every single one of my patients, I give them your number and I tell them, um, you know, the importance behind it and, and why it's significant and why it's something they need to look into. Some more than others. Um, but it, it's if you're if you're not familiar with it, it's it's outside of the box. Yes. It's yeah. different. And yeah. so that's something that that I'm sure you you're obviously very aware of uh, and have to deal with. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. people coming, you know, reaching out to me ha- usually have an idea of what it is, usually. Yeah. Um, if they have been referred to somebody sometimes or from somebody else like yourself, like they might have like a general understanding, like, okay, he's not, not the conventional kind of medical doctor, but, you know, they still don't know. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta try to reach them where they are too. Cause you start, you know, using all this medical scientific <laughs> jargon, course. you know, and then they're like, Whoa, all right, yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a big thing too, is like, I'm trying to get better at this. I think you might be better than me. It's like kind of the storytelling of things and, and kind mm-hmm. of bringing analogies into, into it and also using humor to where people can really get a concept. Yeah, you know, I think it's important. that's yeah. it's very important. You know, yeah, they don't they, they, yeah, <laughs> medical, medical words don't mean anything to them. Yeah, it does. It goes in one yeah. ear and out the other. You know, how many times I've had people like try and tell me they have a spondylolisthesis, <laughs> and they, like, the amount of like they don't even they don't yeah. know they say something crazy. Yeah, yeah something about like spaghetti in my thesis I have. And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> a a spondylolisthesis? Like, yeah, maybe that's the word. That's like. It. They don't. They yeah. don't know, and that's, that's a hard word. That's that's, that's a, a thing word. that they just read before they came in. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. let alone ten years ago yeah. in injury. So the symptoms might match up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So you got to be able. You got to be able to give it to them in a way that they can understand it. That they can relate to it. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So I think we'll kind of go through what what to expect on the next few episodes here. Yeah. Um, I think we're coming to about time. So. Uh, kind of go through what like the next four episodes, what we're kind of looking Let's at. Do it. Um, so the first one coming up here, uh, we are going to focus mainly on fibromyalgia. I mean, we're going, we're going. Oh right boy, in, uh, yeah, going right like, into. I know. That's what I figure. I figure, why not just like <laughs> do the hard stuff first, you know, and get that out of the way. Um, that's that's going to be a tough one to handle, but I think we'll we'll be able to approach it from our different angles and. and yeah. Hopefully, you know, because there's a lot of people, it, it's definitely on the rise. Um, we'll probably go yeah. through maybe some statistics on that. It definitely it. went on like those those spikes. It was one of those things where like those commercials started coming out about fibromyalgia treatment and everybody started getting fibromyalgia yeah, all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. yeah, the seed was implanted. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's very closely related to chronic fatigue syndrome mm-hmm. too. So we'll, we'll try to differentiate the two for people. Um 
And then we're going to go into the foundations of health. So that's that's a big one. I thought about starting with that one, but I figure, you know, we'll hit the fibromyalgia thing. And then we'll go into foundations of health. We kind of mentioned sleep, you know, breathing properly, obviously nutrition, right. movement, huge for us as humans. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that'll be that'll be the third episode. Then we'll get into the migraines. So, yeah, you'll kind of, I think you'll take more of the emphasis there. Hey, you know, obviously. That can go the same way as fibromyalgia, man. That's migraines true. That's true. Are, it's, it's a big one, right? Yeah. I know. Okay. I've, yeah, we see it so often. And then, and then the next one's going to be a, a huge one. I mean, this one's. <laughs> all right. Terrain theory versus germ theory. And so that people can start to see. This is where we're really going to kind of challenge a lot of people's thinking, I think, yeah. on this one is, is, you know, obviously germ theory, you know, we deal a lot with uh, kind of these things that come around, you know, the flus mm-hmm. and stuff. I don't want to mention the other stuff um, that may have just <laughs> happened. But yeah, so then just kind of giving people a different perspective on, you know, even though something might be accepted in mainstream, scientific, whatever, medical uh, realms there are other ways of seeing it, you know. Yeah. Um, I definitely fall on the terrain theory side of things. <laughs> um, and we'll probably touch on, uh, you know, Louis Pasteur and kind of uh, yeah. what happened there with uh, Antoine Beauchamp. I believe <laughs> I say that right. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of kind of just opening up a whole new realm for, for people to view things from. And then from there, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see where, where the episode's gear us and hopefully we can get some feedback too and and see what people are uh, wanting to learn about you know yeah absolutely um, yeah see where see where the the emails kind of guide us on all these <laughs> things but yeah um but yeah we really hope that we can you know enlighten and really educate and just be a new new voices for this uh kind of podcasting yeah you know? absolutely and, and as that yeah as that you know that of knowledge grows <laughs> um it'll be it'll be nice to just kind of I'm, I'm scrolling here through the list of ideas yeah. <laughs> and and you know future topics and stuff and it's just it's going to be so nice yeah to just even be able to differentiate those things so that people can like we talked about find them and they're accessible and and they can learn and dive into these things it's, it's going to be so nice yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, there's just, there, like you said, there's just so much information out there. So we got, yeah. we got to start to kind of dial it in a little <laughs> bit for people. So yeah. It'll yeah be good. Absolutely. But yeah, this was, this was good. This was a good first episode and, uh, thank you to everybody for, for listening. And I hope you guys, uh, stick with us as we move along on this uh, podcast journey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Stay tuned. Let us know, uh, specifically, you know, if there's anything that you want us to talk about uh yeah so thanks guys for listening i'm your host dr damon and i'm dr nikens and we look forward to harmonizing your health find out more about harmonized health by visiting seedandsoilwellness.com if you have a topic you'd like covered email us at dr damon at seedandsoilwellness.com follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast service to be notified when new podcasts are available By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use it as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. 
Consult your own practitioner for any medical issues you may be having.